When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, who is 1,000% in full form this morning, ladies and gentlemen. I can confirm Willie Saylor is ready to go. Willie, what is going on, man? You just better call this the Angry Edition. When you, you know, after the episode's done and you put it up, just call it Flow Radio Live, the Angry Edition. It, we might. We might. And it'll be all by you. I got up in a good mood, you know? I'm not me. I'm salty today. You, you are quite salty. You came... We so we uh typically an hour or so before the show we'll sit down and we'll kind of game plan for the show and discuss. But Willie was just um he he was ranting and raving and he couldn't be uh he couldn't be honed in. And um so we'll see how this goes. I hope and pray that we will keep this. Well, I know I will. It's really will Willie keep this um you know work appropriate. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm... The only reason I'm ever work appropriate is because of you and your wishes. <laughs> if it was up to me, this would be like a Howard Stern thing. Yeah. So I, I, I thank you for that. I thank you. Um, so we divided a country uh, on Monday with with Nathan Tomasello, but I don't I don't get the feeling you 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 want to rehash that. Uh, you came in here ranting and raving about dual meets, and yeah, yeah. and okay, uh, you, you hate them. Divided the country. I, I don't think we divide the country. We divide. I, you know, we divide I, I the country. Think, I just think that if if NATO, this is all I'll say about it. If NATO didn't live so much, he could be a one twenty five er career. It would be fine, and we know what we get. I think him going up to thirty three equals a little bit of a question mark. But anyway, you know, I'm sure that Nathan would do fine at thirty three. So leave it at that. But yeah, but my, I I, I am consistently annoyed with. Um, the concept that college, like duels, will save or reinvigorate college wrestling. Mm-hmm. It just is I that a think, thing? Is that a thing? Do people do you think that's a, a widely held belief? It's 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 held by the NWCA. Okay, it's held by the NWCA. Who's um, I mean, they've kind of made it their mission, right? That's their campaign. And, and, okay, for the sake of full disclosure, um, there's a journalist named Seton Hall Pirate that, you know, Britt Belinsky, and he 
is very active on Twitter and message boards and and things like that. And and you know he spends a good deal of time with the people at NWCA. And he just got back from a NWCA convention, and um, he it sort of serves as an extension of that. I mean, he's not really affiliated with them, but he takes their ideas and he kind of bangs the drum, you know, that same drum. Um, and, you know, Britt Walensky's a good guy, but I'm just, I'm tired of hearing that thing. I'm tired of hearing that mantra that duels are going to save college wrestling in some way, shape, or form. And, frankly, uh, I think it's a waste of their time. I think it's a waste of the NWCA's time to pursue this. They could, they could find other avenues that would be more productive. Where, where, what is the place where you see, I mean... I I don't understand what they're advocating for that's so terrible. I I think dual meets are amazing, and I so, think there okay, is something so, magical about them. So okay, so this guy Britt Malinsky has been on like Twitter and message boards recently, like taking polls of how many duels and stuff, the the, the split ratio between duels and tournaments that people have um, at the high school level, at the college level, and then and then he'll say, you know. <laughs> then I'll say, well, Kale Sanderson thinks that duels are important. Well, A, no, Kale Sanderson didn't say that, okay? And B... Uh, well, he does. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've read direct quotes where he says duels are very important, and we think duels are important. I, Maybe not okay. in, in the Kale, way that, that... Kale has never said... Okay. Kale has never said that duels are the savior to college wrestling. Kale's never said... Um, Kale's never said... We have to make college duels important to save wrestling. Right. Okay. I mean, but that's I mean, a, that's Kale, a difference. Kale, Kale thinks that way such to a degree, so to a, a degree that he doesn't even participate in national duels. Right. So I mean, it, every time that you try to rebut one of these statements um, recently, this guy's saying, "Well, Kale Sanderson thinks thinks so," which no, he does not. First of all. And second of all, then they, then they try to attribute, then they try to attribute the success that um, Penn State has in getting guys to their duels as a sign of okay. So one of his posts where um, who you know who has the highest attendance or something or who wrestles the most duels. Um, oh, it just happened to be Iowa, Ohio State, and Penn State, and they won the last eight titles. I mean, give me a break, like. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are going to draw. The Dallas Cowboys are going to draw. You know, Cleveland Browns aren't going to draw. Uh, it's just it's a ridiculous argument. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't think – I don't know how much the NWCA really believes that there's just some kind of a, a saving component. I guess maybe – You don't? I mean, that's uh, – do you have you listened to the rhetoric the last four years? It's all about we got we to gotta put more butts in the seats at – at these duels, we got to make you know if uh, if, D- if Kent State is wrestling Edinburgh for the chance to um, go to the get the invite for the national duels, that's going to be compelling, and there's going to be so many more people to show up at their duel. No, it's not. No, they're not. They're not going to people. People aren't going to show up just because of that. So what's going to make people show up? Because you you made a good point, so make it. You made it off air. Make it now. Well, I mean. You know, there's, there's this push. You know, one of the NWCA's campaigns is um, this best of brand thing, right? 
and 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 it's a good initiative, right? You, you're getting you're getting colleges more active on social media of promoting their program, of um, building awareness, right? And and okay, for instance, I'm just going to take a team. South Dakota State um, has done very well at this, right? And it's great. It's a great thing. There's no there's no negative. There's no drawback to it. All it is is doing a good thing. Um, but when, when South Dakota state is on Twitter and Facebook and other social media, um, you know, not social media, even their own website, putting out really cool, um, videos, uh, who's seeing that? Who's seeing that? Uh, you know, it may, it, it's people on social media. It's people from California to New Jersey to Florida and so they're marketing the program. They're making their program um, giving their program more exposure, but that's not. <laughs> if a guy in Oklahoma sees their social media posts, he is he's not going to their dual meet, right? Right? And, you know, just because Anthony Safolo sees sees in New Jersey sees their social media post um, and says, you know, South Dakota State, now there's a program maybe I could go to and have some success. They got a good coach, they're just building things, they're doing good thing, good the good things. They're really invested in the program. Maybe that's a place I can go and wrestle. That's great. That is great. What it's not doing is is identifying John Anderson from 2410 Pine Street and, and, and trying to get him to the dual meet tonight. Right. So essentially, they they need to not only have a social media right. push, so but they have to have a, a more grass-, grass. Right. They have to be localized. They have to be localized. That's how you get more people to a dual meet. Um, and, and, you know, for, for you to say you don't think that it's – I'm just surprised that you say that NWCA has not made this a full-scale um, uh, branch of what they're doing. Yeah, they, maybe, maybe it dual is. Meet. I mean, they're trying, they're trying to reorganize the whole entire season. They're trying to – they're trying to strip – they're trying to strip the NCAA championship – and make it the dual title simply because they feel that, I mean, is there anything bigger than that? That, yeah. is, that is the number one message. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Or maybe I understated the, the, uh, I the premium I, they're putting on it. I'm just tired of of, of this. I'm, I'm just tired of, you know, this avenue of what they think. I mean, give go out and get me a a program at Texas A&M, you know, start a division one program, start a division one program at Tennessee or Georgia tech or Louisville. You know what? Don't tell me that Kent state versus Edinburgh is going to save college wrestling. Cause it's not, okay. you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. All right. You did a good job there, Willie. Thank you. You, 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 you kept it together. Anything else? Can you, uh, give me another hot topic that I can just keep my momentum going. I feel All good. Right. Well, um, your rankings came out. And I'm sure you were met with widespread uh, agreement and um, pe- people. Appreci- yeah, everybody accepted him at face value and said, good job. Yep, yep, that's that's typical. No, that's not the case. And, um, you know, what was maybe the one movement? I've got stuff I, I would like to bring up. Um, and right. I, I think you do. I think you may have favorites, but that's okay. I want to hear what maybe you got the most feedback about, um, negative feedback about, because we like, um, yeah, like a little, 
little salt in there. What what was the one where people were like, "Come on, really?" Um, I don't think there was any. I mean, overall, for you know, there's certain times of the year that rankings undergo a big overhaul, mm-hmm. and this was one of them. And to the degree of change in the rankings, there wasn't a whole lot of there wasn't a whole lot of um, arguments. The one people, you know, there's one that people are like, well, I don't see that. And, and it, it, look, this just goes to perception. This just goes to perception. And, and, and it's Mason Manville staying at number two. Hmm. And I do think I, I see it both ways. One, I think the main reason Mason, Mason staying is okay, it's like, all right, well, who goes at number two? Okay, fine. You don't want Mason at number two. Who goes ahead of him? And the easy, the low-hanging fruit there as well, Evan Wick, he beat Hyley and, and Perriott. And I think that's the only name that, that can be given serious consideration. Um, but, you know, and one thing that is important to me is not to be overreacting and to not just be um, a prisoner of the moment, you know. And I think that's what you're doing. You're, you're not overreacting, but... Uh, because Wick had some terrible losses. I went back and looked at him. You told me about him. I convert at Folk Nationals in what April. He took some uh, Schluff and McClingan Peel. I forget the g- guys. I've never heard of. He's losing to right in April. Um, McClingan Peel. <laughs> something what? like that. Is it a Happy Peel? <laughs> McClingan Peel. Something like that. I don't remember. All right. Th- that's my point. I didn't know who the kid was. He's probably pretty good because he pinned Evan Wick. But Mason Manville. Does he, he have some losses? Yes. Um, but he's not losing to the McClingan Peels, and he's not losing to the Schluffs and of the world that, that Wick was. However, Willie Saylor, where is Mason's big last big win? I love Mason. But he goes to Flow Nationals, and he loses to Flynn, and he, does, you know, he wrestles back for third but doesn't really beat a big-time hammer. Um, he didn't really beat anyone at Ironman, lost to Marinelli. You got to go back to last Fargo when he beat McFadden to find uh, a win that you can really hang your hat on with Mason, a, a win that would keep a guy as the number two guy in the country. I think, I think you're all lost, to be honest with you. Go on. No, I, I think it's more – I think the problem with Mason Manville at number two – is that a lot of people don't like Mason Manville? I mean, I think well, that's, that's all. bull crap. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, no, it. I don't think it's uh, that. I don't. Uh, okay, I think, and and another part of it is a lot of people think that Mason Manville wasn't what he once was. That's stupid too. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what is also stupid: Mason Manville, anything other than two. <laughs> I mean, what do you? At so what Mason, point does Mason, he? At what point does he have to beat somebody? When? When is at it? What, um, at the point where he. I mean, it's not. It's not a matter of does he have to beat somebody. Really? Guy, That's not important took, in ranking. He needs to beat somebody. I, compare resumes. Comp- give me a resume that's supposed to be ahead of him. I'm just saying. Give me a resume that's supposed to be ahead of him. Uh, if you're looking, I mean, at some point, uh, I get hounded a lot on my rankings for leaving guys at a high spot without production for a while. And that's for like a month without a win. We're talking a year 
without a a, a top ten win. Oh, tell me his losses. He lost to maybe, maybe, maybe one guy in Connor. Flynn okay, Lace. the losses. Um, Wick has worse losses. Manville, absolutely. And Wick has better wins. No. Well, oh, oh, yes, yes. I mean, are we going to go back two years now? I'm saying I have to go back an entire calendar year to find one elite win for Mason. An entire well, year. You can say that. You can say that. But Mason Manville has taken second in Ironman, third at Flow Nationals, second and seventh in Fargo. Uh, you know, Evan Evan Wick, and I'm not I'm not here to bash Evan Wick. Evan Wick was um, the Wick brothers were two of my guys to watch. Like mm-hmm. I, I think highly of the Wicks, but when it's coming, when I'm taking heat for second or third in the country, and I mean, don't don't DNP in the third. You know, there's there's three folk style national tournaments, and I was the worst one, and Evan Wick DNP'd the same weekend that Mason Manville was taking uh, one loss. In the toughest one. Okay. I mean, it's not I, my, I, I it's just not think it's not my fault, and it's not Mason Manville's fault that he only had to beat Matt Rundell to get to the Ironman finals. You know, if Mason Manville's in the finals against Alex Marinelli. The match goes to overtime. I mean, <laughs> okay. You know. uh, um, hey, you're not going to hear me, you know, advocating for Mason to go down. What? You know, I like the guy, but I think the question can be asked because it's it's been a year, Willie. Can we acknowledge it's been a year? Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's personnel too. Like I said, if this was, if this was a different weight, right? If this was if this was one thirty two, and yeah. Mason Manville's resume was what it was, he'd probably be fifth or sixth. Yeah. But it's one fifty two, and there's nobody there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, even a number one guy. I love Hayden Hydley, right? But the number one guy just lost. Right. I mean, it's a, it's you have to think about the weight. You know, th- think about the personnel that's in the weight. Okay. All right, I'm with you. But now, that was. Uh... I mean, the, the 138, 138, 145, 152. The, for some reason, whatever the dynamics of the the landscape is nationally this year, they're just. That whole weight, that whole weight range, nobody has taken a firm grip on it. All right, that one, um, I played devil's advocate on that one. Not, no, necessarily, but this one, you, you just dropped the ball, Willie. You dropped the ball. You're boys with John Renan, and you move Nikki up ahead of some guys that I don't think he deserves to be ahead of. Period. Right. Point blank. Okay. Yanni D. All right. First of all, I may, I'm, I may be learning that elite wins don't rate. For you, like they do for me, but I think they are huge. Elite wins are of course. Elite wins are huge. Okay, y- Yanni D has better wins. Period. End of discussion. Um, why does yeah. he get passed by Nick Renan? The guy, the kid made a cadet world team, um, smashing a Fargo champ twice. He's beaten Dayton uh, within the last year. Um, he's beaten uh, Rudy Yates, your number ten. And because Nick Renan dominates uh, Fargo, he jumps all these guys and he wins. Uh, I mean, I don't get it other than it's a little, um, you know, a high five to your boy. No, not a high five to my boy. What, what do you think? What do you think? I, uh, 
What do you think two weeks ago before he wrestled Fargo? Do you think my boy was ranting and raving that his kid needed to go up, though? That's not true. I'm giving you a hard time. I don't really think that's why. But I don't know why. I I, I am I'm being uh, because, silly for that. I'm being genuine that I don't get it. Period. Uh, Who's he beating? Well, it's 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 tough. It's a, it's a tough thing for Yanni. I, most people, maybe even including myself, uh, feel like Yanni maybe should be ahead of Nick Soriano. Um, and maybe but, that's true. I, and, I'm just advocating for Yanni, um, and he's obviously he passed Soriano, who's ahead of Yanni right now. Soriano's tough because he doesn't he doesn't wrestle uh, right anywhere. That's, I know, so, so I mean, what, that's... but it's tough because he's amazing. Uh, but Renan, so I just want to talk about Renan listen, and if Yanni. You're Suriano, if you're Suriano, right? I, listen, no matter what anybody thinks, you know, people say favorites, PA, I have my, I have my favorites, whatever. It's, it's a crowd. It's a load, right? Um, Renan's from Texas it, anyways. Who cares? No, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying in this situation, first of all, I freaking love Yanni Doc Mahalas and his whole entire family. I mean, I've mm-hmm. talked to his family Okay. Rel- relatively often, right? But yet, <laughs> here, I can't in good conscience, I try to be fair as possible, right? I can't in good conscience jump Yanni over Nick. And here's why. One singular reason. They were both at the same tournament, and Yanni lost before getting to the finals to see Suriano. So, <laughs> What tournament are you talking about? I'm talking about journeyman. Oh. When Yanni lost to Alex McCall. So, uh, so Yanni, since that time, since that time, Yanni goes everywhere, wins everything, wins Super 32, beating Dayton Fix, wins Cadet Nationals, makes the Cadet World Team, um, you know, makes the finals of Flow Nationals, losing a close one to Dayton Fix again. I mean, he, he, Yanni, you can not do nothing but say, freaking love that kid. He goes everywhere, competes everywhere, right? And since that time, since that same date, Suriano has not been anywhere to be seen. Okay. Right? Okay? I don't want to get confused with Suriano. I, I, let's make this about Renan. Renan and Yanni D. That's It's all about Renan passing Yanni. You could... Uh, that's that's my that's my only point here, and I don't. Okay, well, ex- it just explain right. it. Who's he beaten? Why is a win over Dylan Wisman all of a sudden something to get super excited about? And wow, you're a pound for pound guy ahead of Yanni, who's beaten well, number two and number is, ten. Because this is the way I feel. It's not it's not Nick Renan's fault that um, it's not Nick Renan's fault that there's no. Mark Hall or Dayton Fix in his weight range that he can wrestle. Um, Nick Renan is by far the best wrestler in like a three weight class stretch. I mean, uh, no, uh, no. the kid weighs the kid weighs um, 180 pounds. He doesn't even weigh 182, and and he bumps. You know, he, he's trying to get bigger. I mean. Okay, let's just say that's not even a factor. But in that in that weight range, from 170 Is Mark to, Hall not a 170? Did I miss something that Mark Hall isn't I, at 170? Well, maybe if you'll let me finish my thoughts. From 170 uh, to through 195, Mark Hall's the only guy that can go with him. Okay. I mean, I mean, 
pick. Give me another guy other than Mark Hall. Give me well, another that's, guy. Well, that's that's a guess. I mean, that's a that's a guess. Not really. Well, it, just it, it smoked, is. He just smoked everybody in both styles at Fargo. At a, at one he way. Was, I mean, was, you you're projecting or you're predicting. You're saying what you think would happen. You don't really know that. I'm going by what has happened by measurable things. Here's what has measurably happened. Yanni D has better wins than Nick yep, Renan. More losses. Mm. Well, that was tr- that was true the last time Renan was behind him. Because Yanni certainly has not lost since that no. time. So that the losses but didn't matter then. When, Why are they mattering you, now? When do you give a guy a bump? When do you give a guy a bump? I, I don't know. But Dude, well, so. so for perpetuity, Nick Renan would have to be stuck behind him. I mean, I I would at least expect him to beat someone, uh, beat a fix level guy, a Yates level guy. I don't I don't know. I don't think that's a big ask. I mean, they don't even they don't exist up there, and maybe they don't exist. Maybe they don't exist because Nick Renan mollywops everybody. Nick Renan, you realize that Nick Renan was the only junior to win both styles, right? Other than, other than um, Louis Louis Hayes. Okay. I mean, that that doesn't mean that much to me. How how many how many of the junior freestyle winners didn't even wrestle Greco? That's it. I mean, I, I mean most, right? Most of the junior freestyle. So it's it's just a matter of him deciding to wrestle. Nick Greco. Greenan just destroyed the field in both styles. I, I know, as as would probably most of the junior freestyle champs if they entered both. The the vast majority, if uh, not all the junior freestyle guys wrestle Greco. So I reject. I reject the premise. How many? How many guys? How many guys crushed the entire field in freestyle alone? One. Uh, JoJo Smith. Oh, Dayton Fix certainly did. Um, Odigazua did. A lot. Of, a lot of guys went ran rough shot through the entire. T- most of the time, I remember it because every time uh, a match, I commentate all the matches. It's like, wow, he's run. He's teched everybody or teched or pinned everybody. That was. So many matchups where both guys in the finals had smashed their way to the finals. So the answer is all. And Rian had a pretty tough match with Wisman. I mean, he was in control the whole time, but darn near got stuck. Not that that factors into the ranking, but I'm just saying. No, it does not. I uh, mean. I'm not saying that factors in. I'm saying I, I, I don't know what's changed. I, I get your question. At what point does he go up? I don't know. At the point where. He beats someone better. Well, I mean, there is, if that was the case, Reedon would never have the opportunity to move up because there's no one in his galaxy in his weight range. Okay. I suppose that's a fair point. I mean, perhaps. Right. But so he gets the now, bump because there's not competition there, basically, because of um, basically the sky's the limit when there's not competition. So because his competition's weaker... He gets the assumption of uh, better wins. Yeah. Part of it, part of it too, is there's nobody around him because he has proven that he is. Oh please! Everyone's run, everybody's going to 95 because of him. Give I didn't me a break. say that. I didn't say that. What are you saying? I'm saying he torched everybody. I, I know that. Yanni torched everybody. Now he torched everybody at Cadets. Are you kidding me? He torched a uh, Fargo champ twice at Cadets. A cadet? A cadet Fargo champ. Whatever. It's pretty good. Vitalia Rujo is pretty good. He 
He's also a cadet. Who? Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's good. Cadet. There's it's a lot of certain. There's a. There's a. I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Uh, Vitaly's not good. He's amazing. He's great. I there's love a him. difference between cadets and juniors. You don't have to make that point. A vast difference. A vast difference. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, I. It's not like I'm just hanging my hat on the. Aruja wins. I mean, uh, uh, a win over Aruja is pretty comparable to any win that Renan's had recently. That's right. Okay. okay, and that's like his third, fourth best win. So he's probably got. Oh uh, yeah, but Yanni has also lost to Dylan Duncan and 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 Alex McCall. Dylan Duncan. That was a year ago. He missed weight by like half a pound, and he lost a wrestling up a weight. Are you kidding me? It's a loss. Wow. That's that's the reason. Now that loss matters. How many losses Are does you, Nick Reedon have? I don't. I couldn't tell you. Not you not go. that many because his go. competition is admittedly uh, inferior, and because his competition's worse, he gets this benefit of the doubt. Well, what would he do? You know, if he was in a tougher weight, you know, if he was in a tougher weight, maybe he would lose to the uh, a Dylan Duncan type, maybe. You know. I, I, you can use your imagination and I can't? You get to use these hypotheticals and I can't? What, what imagination am I using? Oh, listen, that Nick, because... Nick Rena doesn't lose. Nick Rena doesn't lose. All Nick Rena does is tech people. Okay. I, I think Yanni's in pretty In both styles. Too. At Fargo. In juniors. And in weights that you, you don't respect that much. You don't find them very deep or good. Nick Reen is light years ahead of every human being in high school for a three-weight class gap, except for Mark Hall. That is a guess. That is that is a projection. It's 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 not a projection when the guy the guy just we were the circular argument. He he just he just proved it in Fargo. He proved he for one weight. He proved it for everyone. All right, uh, I think I've made my point. Yeah, and me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good try. Um, moving on. Did you want to go? Do you want to go into the college season? This was something you came up with. Kind of the changes in perception from October before D ones into the as you get to the end of the season. Was that something you want to talk about? I see. Yeah. It let's is. let's talk about that and then and then maybe circle around. I want to talk a little bit about college. We you know. Let's get into a little bit of college stuff, and then maybe maybe the who's number one matchups. I'm getting uh, I'm getting, you know, a little excited about the the who's number one matchups. Although I don't have a lot of answers yet for you, but we could talk about them. All right, I'd be glad to help you. Um, college first, though, right? Yeah, college first. You know, what what strikes me, I think we, I was thinking about somebody the other day, or there was a, a question or or something something sparked a thing in my brain and that was it was a college discussion and it was the opinion that was expressed was like um made me think okay yeah that's what people think now but like that is so dramatically different than what we would have thought at the beginning of the season and and we almost miss the narrative of the season um, especially like retroactively, because 
by the time the season plays out, December and January, January into February, and we get to NCAAs, um, we know who guys are, right? We know who guys are. Um, we know their expectations, but we never really, uh, because we're so excited about what's right in front of us, we never really go back and, and, and think about, like, man, that is a dramatic shift from where we thought in October. So I thought I'd pose this question to you. Um, what were the biggest shifts in, in the landscape um, between, between the ability of guys and the, and the perception, the way what we thought of guys? What were the biggest changes, say, between preseason rankings and pre-NCAA rankings? Uh, and what, are the, what were the biggest differences between we thought we were going to get this out of a guy pre-NCAAs and then the NCAAs happened? What were the biggest changes to you last season, Christian? Well, to do that, I, I went back and looked at my uh, preseason NCAA predictions to kind of see where I was. Because when it's so week to week and you're really the, the way you view a wrestler can completely change, you do forget the the – the path they've been on kind of you just have them you just sort of view them as as they are right then and there um so one of the biggest ones for me and i think this was true for most was isaiah martinez uh at 157 as a guy i predict him to place uh preseason i i believe that he was very good but this transcendent talent this otherworldly um force of nature i didn't see coming in the least bit and he was undefeated as a freshman and really didn't have many close matches so he was one of the biggest ones for me um and i feel like that was probably true for the for most of the country even though he was very much a known uh commodity but beyond that uh that that was the big one for me you know there's two on here that i predicted to place cody brewer and kyvin gadson and they're they're different. I don't even know if I put them in this category because they were basically who I thought they were all season long, the entire season until NCAAs. So I don't even know if they fit, even though they ran rough shot through their brackets. Um, Cody Brewer got pinned by Earl Hall, you know. Um, Kyvin Gadsden lost to Spencer Johnson uh, this year. So my perceptions on them didn't change, though. They uh, from NC from pre NCAs to NCAs things really changed for them. So those are a, f- a few guys, um, uh, and I'll let you get a little time in here, Willie. And uh, before I go on, well, we more. I think we talked about we talked about Cody Brewer a lot, um, and there was a certain faction of the United States that the wrestling fans are like Cody Brewer. He's he's completely uh, underrated and. and <clears throat> He's a serious threat. and They were clueless. Even though they were right, they were clueless. Right. Even though they were right, they were clueless. Because results never indicated that. Never. Never. That There was absolutely, positively, no... Three years of data. Two and a half in, years of data. Right. Nothing. There was no indication that he was going to wind up at NCAAs and absolutely obliterate everybody. Obliterate everybody. Embarrassing people. I mean, he embarrassed Chris. I mean, not. I mean, he smashed everybody. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, so that was a pre-NCAs. But from October to the final day, you know, things can change, and you can overreact in the middle of the year. Um, I two 
two champs that I predicted preseason. I don't consider this a change. Um, I picked Jesse Delgado and Hunter Stieber to win titles. Um, and I don't feel like I whiffed. I feel like their bodies were completely destroyed. Uh, Hunter Stieber had zero elbows out of two. Um, and Jesse Delgado had a destroyed shoulder and who's reliant on shoulder strength. So, yeah, they my perception on them, I guess, changed, but not really. Uh, their wrestling ability perception didn't change. I will say I had Missouri preseason like seventh, and uh, they proved to be uh, you know a couple spots better than that. I think that's where I had them. I think seventh. I don't think I just made that up out of thin air. Um, so that was one for, for team-wise, but I predicted – how about Nishan Garrett? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I could get with Nashon. Nashon, I felt... You know, but he's still placed, you know? So it's like he didn't really... But yeah, it feel, feels like he should have just smashed that weight with Jesse Hurt, right? Like, coming I mean, into the it year... Feels if, like, if, if you, it feels like... He, like, if he lost, like, a match, okay, it's a national tournament, things happen. But, eh, it was kind of unceremonious, right? I mean... It, Moisey controlled the match with them. I, I don't know. And and there was some stumbling. He lost to Gilman there was, twice. There were some stumbles along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, Nashon is definitely one, and I was uh, remiss to not include him. As someone, I had him, shoot, I had him like third or fourth in the pound for pound. And it was merited. It was 100% merited at the time um, when you considered what, what he's done. Third, third, maybe fourth. I can't recall. Um, and then it, it got completely... Okay, so, you know, we're talking about changes in perception. Uh, October of 2014, Nashon Garrett, surefire finalist. Yes, yes. Right. And and if you tell me Jesse Delgado's never going to be the same again, I'm saying that's a champ. That's maybe my third or fourth guy I lock in there as, as a national champion. I just, I just thought he was so good. And the results, it was really the results that dictated it. When you looked at the guy's... He had beaten, and just he doesn't take he didn't take bad losses, but he lost to Waters, which surprised me. He lost to Gilman twice, um, and then he lost to Zeke, and so it was very un nation like. He showed uh, he was more inconsistent then than he was as a freshman. It, so I don't know if his injury, weight, whatever. Um, I think we'll see him move up, but yeah, nation definitely won. Um, Ohio State is I think typifies the example or the point I was trying to make how like. In the season, things like just go up and down, up and down. And you get a little, you can overreact to things. Like, I thought Ohio State had the best wrestlers preseason, and then they went through all this stuff with injuries and Hunter, et cetera, et cetera. And then NCAA comes and they end up winning. Like, they, they put it all together after a season full of, I don't want to say turmoil, but just not really being the team I thought they would be. But at the end of it all, uh, they stood on top. So that was a big one. Uh, for me, team-wise, uh, that, that that didn't really change, and, and even Minnesota, having a, I predicted them to get second, them getting like eighth or seventh, uh, those that team kind of was what it was, and they 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 didn't have a great NCAs, but that team was still really really good and good enough to finish second. So even though they just had a bad tournament, I'm not chalking up Minnesota as this team that yeah. where my perception really changed that. The mm-hmm. Dardanes weren't really good, and Dylan S. Yeah, just things happen. Things happen. Mm-hmm. They had five potential finalists and got none. You know, that's. Hey, what did your did your perception, or you think, um, 
the perception nationally change at all on Jason Surtis? Hmm. I would like to say no, that it didn't, because I I think the point I made kind of always after last season was that 149 was a pretty bad weight, and that Jason Surtis is certainly really good, but that he was not this uh, a transcendent super talent um, point scoring machine. He won a lot of really really close matches by one point, and. Um, you could get away with that in a lesser weight. So, no, it really didn't change. I mean, this is a guy, he lost to Grothis and Habit um, last year, and he had other losses. I think I'm not, I'm not going to start making up losses for Surtis, but he took losses um, the year before. So, not really. I mean, I think I get, had him getting second last year, and he ended up getting third. So, no, not really. I kind of felt like I, I had a good feeling about Surtis and where he Yeah, is. I guess. I guess you're right. I, mean, I guess my my assumption would have been, mm, yeah, maybe he he wasn't quote unquote as good as a sophomore as he was as a freshman. However, um, he was still you know amazing. He, he it's just the fact that he wins a lot of close matches. I guess uh, I would maybe I thought I would see a little gap between him and other guys, but he just doesn't wrestle that way. Yeah, he doesn't allow that gap to present itself. Yeah, he lost to Grahalis as well last uh, two years ago, and Nick Dardane. So he he took some losses, man, uh, that year. He put it together in CAAs, um, but no. I, to to answer your question, my perception it might have changed a little bit with Jaden, um, who I thought was was gonna run a, not run away with it. I thought he was gonna win it. I thought he was gonna win last year, and uh, he took a couple losses that I think surprised me. But then. Looking back, he lost to Phil Wellington that year as well. So maybe it didn't change as much as I as I give it credit for. So those were my uh, a few of the major ones where it really changed. Oh, I will also say Brandon Sorensen for sure. Um, I, I didn't have him in the top twelve last year, and uh, well, he wasn't even he wasn't even a surefire starter, right? Right. I mean, you got this guy that beat the top four finishers in Grothis, and so you you don't know. And Sorensen didn't set the world on fire. Uh, in his redshirt year, but he uh, obviously by you know a couple months in, we knew Sorensen was the real deal, and um, yeah, and actually beat Sertzis. So uh, that was one there. It really changed for me, and I was maybe a little low on. Maybe same for Habit as well. I think mm-hmm. I felt like he was really up and down his junior season, and I kind of figured he was who he was at that point in time and like you don't see guys just like their fifth year senior year all of a sudden you really jump a level but i believe that that habit did yeah yeah so that's that's my uh that's my college stuff thanks for thanks for indulging me there that was a good idea uh love talking about college i know it's it's really you know it'll be here soon man those kids are going back to school soon i always say you know we're we're a we're a ncaa Folk style centric uh, uh, country, and um, in the summertime, I always say, you know, we'll save that stuff for when it's coming up. But it is tempting; it is fun to talk about, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So uh, we got a, we got a while yet, but I thought we'll sprinkle in a little NCAA talk uh, just to keep just to keep our palate wet a little bit. No doubt about it. Um. All right. Hey, hey guess what? What? 
well, you already know this, but I kind of want to brag to the world. I'm going to Brazil uh, know, for Junior yeah. Worlds, and then and then I'm going to Boston for Cadet Worlds. Super pumped about it. When when do you leave for Junior Worlds? I don't know. Should it start it starts Tuesday. <laughs> it starts Tuesday. It is Thursday. Willie Sailor does not have a ticket. Um, you don't seem too worried about that. Um, I don't. I'm are you, not, st- are you I'm still not, waiting for that visa to come back? Yeah, yeah. The visa process has been a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, I send stuff in, and then they tell me that it's not good enough. Uh, I send proof. Of, you know, send your driver's license. Here's my driver's license. Oh well, your li- driver's license from Pennsylvania, but you live in Texas. Send proof of residence. Okay, I get my uh, lease notarized. Oh well. You know, your signature is notarized, but it's not the original copy. So uh, the guy who signed the lease with you um, is not, you know, the, the homeowner is not um, present and his signature is not notarized. So blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, I keep wow. having to send in new documents and stuff, um, including the final piece was send your bank statement. Well, I already sent you my bank statement, three copies, in fact, with a with the account numbers scratched off. Uh, well, sorry, we must have misplaced them. Send them again. So <laughs> They're hoping I, you forget to scratch them off one time. I know. Um, so, anyway, last time they contacted me, everything's good. It's going through. I should have them Friday or Saturday in my hand, overnighted, passport back, visa back. I just have to wait um, until I actually get them because I want to go as soon as, you know, I'm not going to buy my ticket. If something happens and I don't uh, get the visa back by Saturday and for some reason it has to wait all the way till Monday, then I'll leave, you know, Monday or Tuesday. I'll have to miss a day at Greco or something. But uh, hopefully it's in my hand Friday or Saturday. I can hop on a plane, get down there, see my boys and girls, do some work in Brazil. That sounds awesome. That's good. I'm glad you're going. Of course, uh, we're going to be – you're going to be there filming matches that will be – uh, uploaded, uh, archived under Flow Pro. So yeah, you- super pumped. We, I mean, last year was sort of a, a mess at all the uh, UWW events. You know, we couldn't really figure out a um, bang out a contract. This year, we got a contract uh, figured out, and and I thank UWW immensely for getting that all squared away. And we don't have to worry about it anymore. We got exclusive rights, and we can run with it. Excellent. Good job there. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Those kids will – shoot, they're going to be leaving soon. Like real soon. Yeah. Yep. You got to figure. Yep. Starts Tuesday. Starts so. Tuesday. Um, Good stuff. Thank you for they sharing actually, that. They actually changed the city. You know this, right? Really? Recently? I'm a little, wor- I'm a, I'm a little worried. Uh, yeah, it's br- supposed to be, you know, not safe down there. They was originally um, in a city on the beach – ish area uh-huh. uh, not the beaches area it was on the coast it's called recife but apparently that town is too dangerous so they moved it inland to a city called bahia salvador de bahia and uh so hopefully that's safer oh geez <laughs> well yeah. be safe uh i guess you can't pack a switchblade can you i don't know you yeah, don't I, know can't can't knock you for trying um i hope that like el chapo would just keep me safe i have this ooh. Oh, El Chapo, travel south uh, into Brazil, and we can just, you know, he can protect me. I'll pay him a couple a couple bucks. 
and he can he can protect me. I think I think I know that El Chapo is a fan of the show. I I know for a fact he's given us a five star rating on iTunes. Um, nice. So yeah, I, I'm sure he would help you out. Who's number one? Um, you teased a couple out there on Twitter. Um, one of them being Marinelli against Berge, which is interesting because you kind of bypassed Isaiah White, who is currently well, ranked number two. You know, a lot of people, I don't know, they, they, a lot of people would think um, it's, you know, it's pretty simple. You get the number one versus number two guy and they wrestle and, and they wrestle, right? It's, it's not that simple. There's a gazillion other factors, and it's a tough job to, I think. It's it's tough, time-consuming, and partly creative job to put the best lineup together for who's number one. Um, there's weight changes that have to be considered. There's uh, a whole myriad of factors, including um, the reason that I would like Marinelli Berge is because I don't want to match up. You're I don't want to match Iron Man. To see an Iron Man, right? Brady Berge will never have the opportunity to see Alex Marinelli this season. Uh, Isaiah White will. So why? Let's. I don't know. I let, and another another thing is Isaiah White. I love Isaiah White. He came to who's number one last year. Was really pumped to have him. I would be really pumped to have him this year too. Um, but I just feel like maybe. Maybe give another guy a shot, you know. Uh, maybe maybe let another guy have that experience because it is an experience at who's number one. The guys bond; they have a good time. Um, I, I I don't know. So there's a little bit of that played in there too. Um, and yeah, okay. so so that's why and that's that Marinelli Bergie's not set in stone, but that's the matchup that I want personally. Okay, understood. It, it gets interesting if Bergie beats Marinelli. And White beats Marinelli, because then who's your number one? This, this is true. That's true, but we don't know what's going to happen. Um, okay, any others? Let, that's, a lot of Mar- that's a lot of Marinelli losses you're ta- talking about there. Um, it's, it's a hype, hypothetically speaking. I know. Just hypothetical. Um, what, what are you going to do at uh, 26? You got Suriano, Yanni. Are you, did you tweet out Yates Fix, or was it Yanni Yates? What was it? Yates, Yates fix is the matchup I want there. Okay. Um, Yanni will be at 32, and never again will he make 126 after Bosnia. Oh, you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he made, was, sure, made sure. Could Yanni... Ooh. I want Yanni. I want Yanni. Who's number one? Uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. Love him. You got Red Pletcher. Leave well, this him. is what I'm thinking. This is what... This Just is what eight eight-man bracket. Yeah, this is, this is what Bring I'm thinking. Bring them all. At who's number one, one thirty-two. Uh, I just love this group. You know, th- that's another thing about another um, thing to consider. I, you know, I don't want fifteen matches. I don't want people there for, uh, you know. Well, can I hours. can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Have actual overtime rules, not mm. unlimited forty-five minute matches. Wow, that was epic. That was awesome. Right. That was but, one, but 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 for this year, um, can can I? Are we gonna get rid of that? Can we please? No, uh, I don't know. You you can't say you don't want that to happen and then have that rule. No, I listen. Uh, I am not. I am not gonna fly kids across the country 
tell them that they're gonna this is gonna be the competition to decide who's number the who is number one in the country and then have it determined on the stupid overtime rules with 30 second rideouts where kids can it's stupid I'm not get gonna out on bottom get out on bottom how can you get out on bottom when everybody in the country clings on legs and drops down to an ankle and so so basically you're asking for the referee to call stalling I'm not gonna do that so um, I, well, you basically, you're punishing, ma- there's three positions in folk style no, wrestling. No, no. Yep, 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 yep. Punishing, you are not punishing mat wrestlers. Yeah, you yep. are. Yes, uh, you are. Because you're taking If you're them- punishing mat wrestlers, they could ride out the second period when they're on top. They could ride out the third period when they're on top. That's what they did. They got taken down in the first and they got an escape and they, yeah. Yeah, um, right. They could have rode out. Okay. And they did. Listen, overtime ride out rules are different than typical top and bottom rules they are a joke i'm not putting that on the refs i'm not i'm not putting that on um i'm not having that determined the way the number one thing in the country is uh, is determined um if there is a case to be made for not unlimited overtime it's this this is what i think i'll do ball draw leg clinch yeah if there is a ridiculous amount of overtime going on you know maybe we hit eight minutes on our feet or something. Institute push-outs thereafter where you get a point after three push-outs. So we're making up a set of rules. Yes, that are better than the current rules. At least riding out, I mean, there's a folk-style value to that. There's no folk-style value in a step-out. You you're cha- basically, you're changing the rules mid-match. You're not changing the rules. Maybe yeah, you are. Uh, if it's known before the match occurs. Well, you're, the rules change in the middle of the match. The rules are better rules. I disagree. I, I don't think there should be a, okay, I'm on my feet now. I can step out. Oh, wait, now I can't because it's this point in the match. Just have regular rules. You're, you're evaluating them, their folk-style skills. Or make it freestyle. Um, but don't do the hybrid. Um, thing. It's not. It's, it's not very. It's not very complicated, bro. Uh, I didn't uh, say it's complicated. It's not lost on me the process. I think the process doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to have guys wrestle for a half hour, in addition to the regular match. Okay, solve it on your solve it on the mat. One guy gets a ride out. The other guy doesn't. No, it's flukish. That, and it's not flukish a- to wrestle for another forty-five minutes. That someone would get a takedown? That's flukish. I mean... Uh, no. I don't know. Bader just popped his head in here. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know why he's doing that. Um, so, no. I, I think it's the best way. I think it's the best way to do it. What if they... I mean, you just said, I don't want people sitting there forever. Basically, eight matches happened inside of one match. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's not awesome. It's not awesome. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. No, it wasn't. You're on an island there. It was ridiculous. You don't. You didn't like that match? Uh, sure. I mean, I liked it, but uh, at a point, it was ridiculous. And it's like, what if one of these kids gets hurt wrestling for an hour? All right. Well, there there needs to be something instituted, right, so that it doesn't go that long. Um. I, apparently, apparently, because I am in the minority. Yes, you I, are. 
I could watch that rest all day. But the feedback was, that's too long. Uh, let's, you know, get some kind of, let's make it not unlimited overtime. Well, that's fine. All right, I'll concede that. I'll, I'll go to not unlimited overtime. But it's going to be a merit-based system. Based, you know, the winner is going to win the match. Not, um, he's not going to drop to a leg and play some game where I can ride you out for thirty seconds, and 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 skirt the laws of stalling. I'm not. That's stupid. I hate it. I'm not going to do it. I feel like you you. Fab- I'm going to do it, and it's my show. So. You fabricate a complete uh, a scenario that it happens sometimes. I don't think it happens to the oh, degree. Oh, it happens every time. I don't think it happens to the degree. Well, get out. We'll play that game. I mean, do that's folk style rules. That's the the rules that are in place. I don't care. Right? Why shouldn't it's the mat the matter? Why should the mat care. not matter in folk style wrestling? Because referees don't call it properly. What I I have an idea. In overtime, Willie Sailor is the official. Willie Sailor can call right. stunts. I am the official. I am the official, and you will get right. a point for three push-ups. No, you need to be out there calling Stalin when they drop down to the leg. You need to call Stalin when they're not working above the waist. Do that, and we'll be fine. No. Yes. Three push-ups. T- top. That's not real. Three push-ups doesn't it's mean anything. It's not real because nobody's implemented. It's not real because uh, it, it, folk style doesn't have the best rules. So why why aren't these just freestyle? I'm making them real. I'm making them real. It's not gonna be real. It's gonna be real confusing. And it's not gonna be real confusing. The the correct winner will be determined. Because you get step outs that didn't matter at all two minutes ago. The correct rules will be applied. The best the best wrestler will win the match. Because you get a push out. Yep. Because I have one more push out than you. That no. makes you better than me. One more. I have. Two, I get two pushouts. You get oh, three. Christian Piles. One more step out is more important than yeah, me. Know, be, my know, being able to kinda, ride you kinda, on top and get out on bottom. They, uh, you know, kind of how they determine it at the Olympics. What do you mean? You can win. Do, okay, so do freestyle rules. That's a freestyle. Uh, Christian. Oh, I'm doing what I want to do, and. Uh, well, don't uh, say. Don't throw the Olympics out there when it's not freestyle. Yeah, you have to accept it. Well, no, I don't. I don't have to accept it. I refuse to accept it. That that's right. how you organize a are, sit-in or something. I don't know. Next time, let's talk about other matchups. Uh, we're not going to talk about rules that you can't prevent happening. That I'm going to implement. Who's number one? Mm-hmm. Any other any other matchups you want to talk but about? I can who's bang them up. Uh, uh, Renan Hall. Is that going to happen or what? I don't know. I don't think so. Because. Mark is like back and forth on what he wants to do. Um, first, he wasn't in, then he's in. I think he's out now. So, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't want Mark to do what's best for Mark Hall. So, um, at this time, it's looking like no. Okay. All right. Um, a- another match. We give me give me something else. Or what are you gonna do at? Um... The, what, we got derailed because we were talking about 132. So what is your plan? Because you, it all started when you said, I well, don't want a lot of matches. It's going to be tough. At one, oh, yeah, we got derailed because of the time thing. Um, so what I meant by that was I'm not going to have certain weights, right? I'm not going to have 106 because I, I, don't, I don't like the personnel there. Um, meaning, I'll let you clarify that. Meaning 
meeting, it's not really established, right? It's not like cadet world team member versus cadet world team member like we had last time kind of thing. Right, right. Like, those guys were established. Like, Gavin Teasdale, Kate Olivas, they were established guys, and there was a real conversation, right? There was a real who is number one. Um, so I don't think I'll have that. way. And, and, and like, uh, heavyweight I can't have, unfortunately, again, because number one and number two both play football. Um, and I'm not going to take three and four because it won't mean anything. Right. Um, so there's, there's, so you want to limit the number of matches, uh, you know, based on what the most compelling matchups are. Um, Spencer, Spencer will come up to 20. Okay. Let's get back to this. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do at 38 and, and, and 45. I don't even know if I'm going to have a match there. Um, uh, but 32, I want, I, I want red. I want Pletcher. I want Yanni. So that's three. Who do I take as the fourth guy in this bracket? Mm, that's tough because part of me thinks, I mean, McKee was so close to having this. If he just wins in Fargo, probably. Um, oh, if, if McKee beat Lamont, well, I don't know. If tough. McKee beat Lamont, it would have been a, it would have been a guarantee that he's in this four-man group. Now, remember, McKee took a couple losses. Right. Yeah. After he beat Pletcher, he got pinned by some kid I never heard of before. Um, so McKee would have been in, but but despite that, you know, top guys they take a loss here, there. Even even the top guys once in a while. I McKill, feel like it's Lamont, but that's just me. McKee McKee. If McKee won Fargo, he still would have been in there. And okay, but you know, you get pinned by a guy that's unranked, and then you get beat by Lamont, who Lamont was. You know, Lamont was eight ish. Um, I mean, Lamont got majored by Sammy Sasso at Flow Nationals. So, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like if I took McKee, that would be disrespectful to Lamont. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I got three guys. I got Red, Pletcher. Um, Yanni. And Yanni. Do I, I mean, do you take Nick Lee? Do you take Lamont? Do you take McKee? I'll tell you right now. I think Israel Savage is as good as any of them. Just doesn't have it, the Israel Savage is freaking good. Yeah, he's someone that you don't hear much about. We don't get to watch him too much. Um, he wasn't at Fargo, I don't believe. He goes to NHSCAs. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a hammer as well. So that's um, the situation at thirty two. The situation is three guys are in, I don't know who the fourth is. Right. Um Willie, we ran into OT um, with regular well, rules. I let's, got th- let's determine it by a push out. I got the takedown, and um, you know that was it. So uh, we we got to go. But I was very angry today, wasn't I? Y- you were angry, um, but you controlled it in, in a degree that I find respectable. And uh, I think you did a great job today, Willie. Well, thank you, Chris. Well, I, you always do a great job. I, I didn't I didn't mean to say that like. Oh, you need an attaboy. You, you're, you're the man every time. But yeah, I felt especially you, you did a great job. And uh, we thank you for doing a great job in listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We will be back. Ooh, good question, Christian Piles, because Willie might be in Brazil next Monday. I don't know when we're going to do this again. We will make sure that you know. We are so thankful that you have been listening. And um, whenever we're going to do this again, we'll let you know. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>